Yo, what is up? I'm back. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to uh, get started. This is obviously the new set. I'm super excited about this. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Um, We will probably have quite a few tech issues. Um, I don't have a uh, podcast producer or video producer or anything like that, but I kind of do a little bit of everything on my own. And uh, we've got a new setup. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate it. My name is Blake. This is the Blake Makes Music podcast live stream. I've got kind of like a celebration, welcome back sort of uh, party. We're going to you know, keep it chill. Um, what I wanted to do was, first of all, if you are watching this, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, go ahead and if you're watching on YouTube uh, or Facebook, give the stream a thumbs up, like the stream. It would be super helpful if we can get more people watching for the YouTube algorithm, maybe even the Facebook algorithm. So um, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. If you are not watching on YouTube, uh, that's the channel that I am currently trying to grow um, mostly. So if you wouldn't mind just going ahead and uh, floating over there and uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel, that'd be great. So I've got a lot of things I want to talk about today. Um, if you are in the chat, what's up? I've got people already here. This is super exciting. I'm so happy to be back. I am back. Um, I'm going to try my best because this is going to go on to multiple um, platforms. Um, after this, after the live stream, I'm going to take the recording. We're going to throw it on some, um, podcast platforms, Spotify, Blake makes music.com, all of that good stuff. And, um, we're going to, uh, try to do this, uh, every weekend, maybe twice a weekend, but we'll see how it goes. So first things first, I just want to say, the new set. I hope you like it. Um, I did choose these colors um, uh, because, well, first of all, purple's a great color. And uh, if you're listening to this and not watching this, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But I've got uh, kind of a cool backdrop here. I chose these colors because um, a few months ago, I did some reaction videos to BTS and purple is the BTS army color. And um, I thought this is a cool homage to that. So, and it's my wife's favorite color, but that had no, uh, <laughs> didn't really have any sort of uh, influence. I was actually going to do all black, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I decided not to do that. So what are we doing? So what I want to do is... Um, I want to talk a little bit about the new show format. So I, I, um, I had a lot of stuff going on, uh, as you can imagine, and um, as we all do. And what was going on was uh, I personally, when I was starting the podcast and the live stream, I was um, thinking about the growth similar to like how musicians would grow their music, you know? And so I was going with the rule of failure, which is basically, you know, 
maybe one in a thousand people are going to care if they check it out. Um, and you could be as strategic as you want with your making music, but you know, you only have control over certain things. You can't really control what people think. So I decided to do a couple reaction videos, uh, from the, from the, uh, standpoint of a, um, music producer, musician, all that good stuff to music that I'm just not familiar with. And I will continue to do that. And we're going to do some of that on the show. But uh, I didn't expect to get so many YouTube subscribers from the from specifically from the BTS army. Now, I did do some other videos on um, other genres, other artists. And I specifically really enjoy um, checking out other people's music. So here's the other thing that happened. Um, this whole channel, this whole thing was supposed to be focused on, um, my previous job before I moved out to Texas, which was, um, a career advisor for musicians. And I still do that. And it is my, I guess my passion, like from, from my heart, you know, like that's really what I care about. Um, I'm going to try my best to look at the camera because this whole setup is kind of throwing me off. But this is this kind of threw me for a loop because it, when you when you try out new content and you try out new things and the thing that you didn't think was going to take off takes off a little bit, gets some traction, and the thing that you um, worked really hard on uh, doesn't take off uh, to the speed of which you think it should or could. It kind of gets a little, it kind of throws a wrench into things. And so that happens. That's totally normal. You learn a lot. And the other thing is, is that, um, let me kind of set the stage here. So I've, I'm still sitting on, I think, half of my interview clips. And um, I had to do a little bit of soul searching on this uh, hiatus. If you are listening to this for the first time, I have been on a hiatus, which uh, for family, the hiatus was supposed to go through October, but it went all the way through. Today is November the 12th, 2022, of course. And so um, we had some uh, family, uh, not a big deal, setbacks uh, with the baby. Baby's cool. Baby's good. Um, but you got to put focus on family. New job got very, very, very crazy for the for the uh, last few weeks. It's evening out now, which is amazing. I love my job. Um, I work in, in advertising, um, and I love it. So before that, um, I had a an idea that I'm still going to do, but I'm going to have to distribute it out differently because I did not expect um, the response that I got from. Uh, the various musicians. So what I would do is I would go out to uh, this app called Vamper, which is kind of like Tinder for musicians uh, to network, not to date. You know, I'm sure people date on there probably, but uh, Vamper, V-A-M-P-R, and you can swipe right or left on people. You know, so my whole thing with the show is this is supposed to be about helping musicians. Um, start a business, um, treat their music like if it, they were just selling anything, like if they were uh, opening up a shop somewhere, a retail shop online, and they were selling things, all those rules still apply. 
But for some reason, because we're creative people, including myself in this, obviously, because I also make music, um, we just treat things like we're the star of the show. We're not the star of the show. And I'll probably talk about that a little bit. Um, but I would swipe right like on everybody because that's my audience, right? Like I'm also doing this from a business standpoint. Um, and it's something that I care about and it's something that I feel like more musicians should know. And I did make a Patreon and, um, I got an influx of people who wanted to be on the show. And I'm not even joking. There's got to be over 200 people that signed up that want to be on the show. And there is just no way that I could possibly do that with a job and a family and kids. Even if I was just doing it by itself, there's no way I could get through um, 250 at least. That's the last time I checked. That was months ago um, because I stopped stopped soliciting the show because it was getting a little ridiculous. And so I've got tons of people who want to be on the show, tons of people who um, have been very gracious with their patience. Um, what I was doing was I was going through on Zoom, which is a horrible video quality, mind you. And um, I was interviewing people. I think I was doing every other weekend um, all day. I was I was recording these things all day ad between three to five interviews that I recorded, um, a few times. Um, sorry. Uh, I recorded everything, um, like every other weekend and then would edit the next weekend, try to put them out. And that was a horrible idea. It sounded like a great idea at the time, but it was a horrible idea. So, uh, anyways, if you are watching the show on whatever channel you're watching this on, go ahead and hit the like button right in the chat. Let me know that you're here. I've got a couple people already writing in the chat from uh, Facebook and YouTube. So um, I appreciate it. And uh, so anyways, I messed up. And so what I want to do is I want to apologize to the people that um, I I didn't lead them on on purpose. This is not like a thing that I intentionally did. I just did not anticipate one, the workload and two, the amount of time that having two children uh, one being who just turned five and another one, uh, she is, I think almost going into four months old. Maybe she was born in late July. So getting, getting up there. I, and I moved and I had to do some very complicated taxes and, uh, started a new job. I just didn't expect, uh, no matter how I could segment my time out, there's just no way for me to do the things that I needed to do. Um, so Logica, hello, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't, go ahead and smash the like button if you're watching this live or later. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the new uh, show format in a second and what to expect. And uh, we'll definitely be checking out some new music live, which is amazing. So anyways, um, yeah, I didn't mean to lead people on. It was just it like literally a hurricane of responsibility that came my way that just did not pan out the way that I expected it to. What's up, Alex? Welcome to the show. Um, so I 
decided that I would um, re retool everything. I had to retool everything because I really enjoy doing this. I actually, to some degree, I think I like doing the podcast more than I like actually making music um, because there's always something new to talk about. Sometimes you get these roadblocks with music and, you know, it's a little bit more complicated on the creation side sometimes um, as opposed to like just picking a topic and talking to people and it's just one of those things where this to me uh, comes a little bit more naturally than being able to force myself to make music. And this is just how it is, you know, and I could do this every day if I wanted to. Making music is like, you know, I I have a lot more control over the show, even though we're going to definitely have some tech issues today. I know it's going to happen, um, but it's all good. So here's what's going to happen. So I've got... These 200 people that signed up to be on the show, I've got, I think, maybe eight episodes that I have to air. And what was going on was I was uh, losing YouTube audience from two things. One, posting content that wasn't relevant to the reason that they originally were subscribing, which was BTS and reaction videos and fan accounts and all that kind of stuff. And I know a lot of people even create fan accounts just to watch stuff and then they'll delete the fan accounts later. I'm sure that was a little bit of it. Um, but if I'm feeding out content that is like uh, reaction videos and then in the middle of nowhere, you're seeing these like uh, videos of like these artists that like if you're only care about BTS or like a handful of artists, you're not going to care at all about this stuff. You're really not. So I think that I found a good way to marry the two and we're going to go through some different changes we're going to go through some different um, formats of the show, but here's what's going to happen. I know that I could do this um, weekly. I could do this Saturday or Sunday. I'm choosing Saturday. Um, and so despite one day, I definitely would have um, – I, I definitely would have uh, one day where I'm going to be traveling for work and coming back. Um, Logica says you should do reactions or explanations while bottle feeding the baby. So she literally, uh, were raised by, uh, raised by music. My kid is already raised by music. I could tell you on the other side of this camera, I'm in a music room. Um, so music is a huge part of the family. So, um, but that's really a good idea though. I definitely would at least, I think my daughter with uh, my five-year-old daughter, I have two daughters. My five-year-old daughter definitely would be on the show. Um, she's got the biggest personality like that you've ever seen. It's explosive. It's just like it's a lot, and it's funny. She's hilarious, and she definitely would like to be on the show. And she she can one one of these episodes we can do that. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do um, to consolidate my time and yours. We're going to do a talk show podcast about music and reactions at the end. So here's what's going on. Um, I am an industry expert, like a lot of industry. There's a lot of industry experts out there. I have a unique perspective of the music industry um, compared to most people. There's a lot of people out there that have the same perspective as me, but I continually try to reach out and help these 
uh, musicians who are just misinformed. They're just misinformed. They're mis misguided a little bit. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have a talk show about music and part of that talk show and i'll get some different like you know screen cards and stuff or like where we're at in the show um i saw a cool youtube channel that had something similar where it's like boom 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 there's a few like news segments that that do that it's not going to be news we're going to have a podcast talk show about music including um we're going to do um including reactions I am also going to be able to take live guests on the show up to four, up to four. Um, so what that means is, is now I can consolidate that list because I owe people things. I owe people, if you sign up to be on the show, I made a promise that you could be on the show. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be able to take people on the podcast and um, I, this is how this is going to work. I've got a button. Boom. To join the stream, you can go to my website, musicadvice.io, or you could scan this if you're watching on television. So while this is going on, you can join the show. It will be probably the third quarter of the show. I don't think I can do all the two hours. I might do all the two hours. But if you scan the barcode on your television, if this is how you're watching, um, you can join the discord channel that has the, uh, the collab cam link that I use on Streamlabs, And, um, there are some rules in, in, in the chat, like, uh, in the channel, obviously we don't want it to be too crazy, but here's what's cool. This allows me to just have a talk show about music. I want to do in-person stuff. Um, but this way people can actually join the the stream and we again we're gonna have technical issues so if you're a guinea pig you at least get to be some of the first people but we could do this now you just be in the waiting room for a little bit and uh you can come on you can ask questions we could talk about whatever you want if you want to do reaction requests what we're gonna do is that's gonna be after the interview section um i can probably do maybe two or three um, super chats will get, um, priority. So if you are a Patreon member or a, uh, Blake makes music.com subscriber, and I'm probably going to do a locals too, cause it's all the same content just based off of like how you prefer to, um, subscribe. So I'm trying to build a community around this, you know? So anytime you donate, um, super chats, Patreon, like all that stuff, including all my music royalties. I put all of that stuff back into the channel. Um, so that way we can, um, I can outsource editors. The more people that subscribe in that fashion or donate, uh, that actually goes into things like um, creating clips of the show, things like that. And the reason I decided to do this is because um, long form, short form, micro form, content, meaning when you watch the channel and I would recommend you do this, if you're creating content, this is the way to do it. This really is because especially if you've got obligations, responsibilities, and other things that you do, whether that's a family, kids, taking care of people or work or all of that, um, if you could just segment out your time and outsource the other things that you need. Like I can't do editing. I I can edit. I'm actually a pretty decent video editor, but I can't 
I can't edit every week. It just, it just can't happen. So I have an editor that I outsource. And so every time I get enough money to outsource an episode, I will send that over and that's how we're going to do it. However, if you're on the show, you get to be on the live stream. It's going to stay up on YouTube, all of that good stuff. And we're going to make videos out of the live stream. And then from there, we can make, uh, you know, YouTube shorts, TikTok reels, all of that good stuff. And, um, that's how, that's how we're going to do this. It may evolve over time, but that's how we're going to do it. Um, Alex, what's up? Uh, welcome to the stream. I see you there. I appreciate you. And, uh, so here's what we're going to do. I want to talk about first, uh, this is going to be one of the segments is we're going to do like a, a quick music advice, uh, type thing. Then we're going to do questions. If you have questions, you can write them into the chat. Um, I can, it could be about music. It could be about your career. It could literally be about anything, any sort of talking points can help. Uh, you can ask me my opinion about stuff, whatever it may, whatever it is. And that actually might help with the, with the clips, who knows, it might be uh, kind of cool. So the more interesting, the better, or you can ask me like, Hey, what do you think about this? Um, how should I go about my music? Are you struggling with something? Um, it could be any of those things. And, um, again, music focused preferably, but it doesn't have to be It's just preferred. So these things are going to change, uh, as we start doing more, um, more live streams. Um, so if you have questions, go ahead and write them in the chat. I can answer them as we go. So, um, we're going to do an intro. Every show is going to have an intro Then we're going to have like a, a, a rant or like a, a topic it could be motivational. It could be whatever, whatever. And then we're going to do questions. Then you can join the stream in the chat. And then we're going to look at some, um, some, uh, different, uh, music videos that I've never seen. And if I don't get any suggestions, I'm just going to go through the trending on YouTube. So, um, I know there's a bunch of, there's like, I think hundreds of BTS songs that I haven't heard. Um, but I don't only want to do BTS. Like let's just like, if you love BTS, please, I know most of the people that are signing on to this, that are going to watch this are going to be BTS army people. And I have all the most respect for, for all of you. And I might try to do like one per show if I can. Um, and I still haven't listened to any BTS songs other than the ones that are on, on the channel. Um, coming back to music after quitting. Yeah. Uh, Alex, that's a great, great topic. Uh, and I have plenty of experience with that and I definitely would talk about that too. So what I want to do is I want to talk about, uh, and I definitely will talk about, uh, uh, Alex question, um, what it's like coming back to music after you quit or you go on hiatus, because I obviously can relate to that right now. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about being able to set your expectations, um, with your career and vision goals, like all of that kind of stuff. And then I definitely will talk about, um, what it's like to come back to something, you know, it's kind of a unique experience. So, um, first things first, um, a lot, there's people out there, believe it or not. And I, I have, and this is no disrespect. There's a lot of people out there that don't have life goals. 
they're just living. And, and you could be mean and call them NPCs, stuff like that. And there are some people out there. I To me, an NPC, like if I'm not trying to be mean, is like someone that's of like low intelligence plus low motivation and they don't have any hobbies or anything like that. They just Netflix all day. Um, they go work a, a meaningless job and they don't have any expectation past that. Um, those people, in my opinion, can be either happy living their life, which is great. And there's people out there that just, um, they don't have any sort of calling, you know, and that's, that's the issue that I feel like a lot of people, they'll go down these holes or start doing like drugs or, you know, um, abusing alcohol or whatever, you know? And so it's, it's tough. Um, and yeah, Alex, I, I agree. Like depression, depression is an epidemic. Like I'm not going to sit here and quote stats. I don't have in front of me, but if you go look up like what percentage of, uh, I'll, I'll say American, like men and women are on an antidepressant right now. It's like a lot. It's a lot. It's more than you think it is. It's like your family and friends, like if you go pull them together, like a significant portion of them are going to be on an antidepressant and that's their business. And whatever you decide to do is great, but every drug has a side effect good or bad, Tylenol even, like one of the most like easygoing, you can overdose on Tylenol, you can overdose on so many different things. Um, and we probably know everybody that's got some sort of um, person with addiction. I've got plenty of people that I've, I've known that are around my age that have passed away from drugs, addiction, things like that. And it is an epidemic. And so what you have to think about is, is like, if you have goals, if you have goals, it, it, it's an, it's not just an obligation. It's more of like, it's a burden sometimes. And as people, we go up and down on these things, you know, um, it's, it could be difficult. And sometimes that's why people quit music from depression. They just do. And people have these, these um, uh, difficulties accepting life because they don't have something to chase. I get my like um, dopamine kicks from chasing something, something difficult. Like I enjoy the process of trying to constantly climb uphill, struggling, getting better at something. And that is part of the process. And if you're afraid to do that, then you're always going to be where you're at in life. You know, responsibility. Yeah, like having goals and passions can feel like a responsibility. Absolutely. So what I want to do is I want to talk a, a little bit on that, like unpack that a second. And most people don't, most most people who have goals, the reason why they don't pursue them is because they're afraid. And I, I I've talked about this before, People are afraid to chase their goals because they're afraid to fail. They're afraid to get rejected. And you kind of have to treat um, your goals kind of like dating, like you're going to get rejected. But if you don't pursue dating or you don't pursue your goals, you're going to be unhappy. Okay. So you're going to have to be okay with the rejection. It's part of the growth. However, 
just like dating. If you're having issues with dating and you're having issues with your goals and you're not accomplishing those things, the worst thing that you can do is blame other people. The best thing you can do if you want results is to really kind of be a little self-aware, which is another thing that people just don't have sometimes. People aren't always aware of who they are and how they come across and, you know, like sometimes I'll say something, you know, uh, cause you could tell here, I got the zoom in cam. I'm, uh, I'm get, I'm, I've gotten old these last few months. You know, you can see the wrinkles and all kinds of stuff. I look a little different. And sometimes people, when they're in stressful situations or difficult situations, they don't know how they're coming across the people. So I digress a little bit, but, um, if you cannot achieve your goal, the last thing you want to do is complain about everything around you. What you need to do is you need to decide what it is about you that needs improvement. It doesn't mean that you're like gross or wrong or you're not talented or it's just part of the growth process. Everybody who is successful that does anything, they've done it because it's difficult They've gotten there because it's difficult. People who are rich that made things like made money on their own that didn't inherit it from like a family member or something like that. Those people, business owners, they all they all got to where they're at because they did something difficult. And the most difficult thing that you can do, in my opinion, is try to be self-aware of your own faults, your own faults and your own ways of doing things and being okay with knowing that you're not perfect and embracing that fact, and then coming back and going, what can I do? What can I do to to accomplish my goals? So what that means is, is like, from someone who does music, it could be, it could be something as simple as, you know what, the music that I make is not appealing to anybody because it's too obscure. And you could do something with your music, like it could be way too niche. That's a possibility. It could be how you are um, networking with people, how you present yourself. Are you doing enough? Are you doing too much of something else? Are you putting too much time into deciding what type of microphone or software that you're going to use rather than just making music? Like if you're not where you're at, you know, for luck, you're, you're, you're going to uh, get where you need to go only because of the hard work and people don't want to work now, you know, which is sad. The other thing you have to think about is after you start deciding how you're going to retool things is you really have to decide. You have to come to the conclusion. Sorry. You have to come to the conclusion that your music is not enough. Your passions are not enough because it's not about you. The music is not about you. The content that you make is not about you. And so when you put music out, and this is why 99.99% of songs that are on Spotify, it's like over a million songs on Spotify get released today. Why is it that you think you're going to write some amazing song and it's just going to be picked up magically? It doesn't work that way. You have to go through, I don't like calling it a grind anymore because I actually enjoy the process of I guess the grind like I but I don't like saying that because it makes it seem like it's an inconvenience like it's it's just something you have to go through, you know, so what I want to say is, is that if you think about the world we live in now, 
what the world that you think exists where you could just put music out and the music that's amazing and all your friends in high school were like, oh, I found this really obscure artist. Like people don't care. People don't care about just the audio. They really don't. They want to connect to you as a person. They want to connect to you and, you know, as a personality. You have to be a cult of personality if you want to make music and put it out to the public and that's the different that's that's the path that you choose. If you want to be a songwriter possibly or you want to be someone who is a producer that's behind the scenes, that's totally cool, but don't think you're going to go out there and get a fan base because your music is good. Your music's not good enough. No matter who you are, you can have the biggest like uh, this is going to sound crazy. Even someone that is that was as good as the Beatles at least back then when there was a lot less music around and a lot less um genres and creativity like the Beatles really did a lot back then and they're still relevant today and they're amazing songwriters and they always will be but like even someone now a band now if if someone wrote and produced music that was just as good as the Beatles today right and that's all they did is make music and they put it out it still wouldn't hit they would get a couple of fans and it would be a really like kind of a cult following, but it would never blow up. I, I don't think it would blow up because all of the things that you have to do around making music, they would have to be on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all the social media platforms. They would have to market their music. They'd have to go out and play shows. They would have to do all of these other things just like everybody else. And then maybe it would work out, but not everyone's cut out for making music, you know, um, it's not everyone's cut out making music today. A lot of people, myself included, like, I feel like I can make music all day. And if I just sit there and, uh, only make music and that's all I ever did, it just, and I put it out there, it wouldn't work. That's only part of it. It's like 10%. Everything else that you do and everything else that you make should be around creating a platform, you know? Um, it really should be around creating a platform. So what I want to do is I've got um, um, <laughs> I've got a couple of comments here that I want to kind of go through and I definitely want to um, do some um, answering some questions that people are putting in the chat. Um so with that being said, um, I'm definitely going to get to Alex's um, Alex's uh, question about quitting music and coming back. Um, Logica, uh, and sorry, I'm like super uh, not cultured. Uh, if that's not how you say your name, I apologize. Um, says, I feel uh, a bit bad about commenting this just after saying that is perfectly okay not to do BTS, but you should totally check out Disease. <laughs> Of about their struggling with mental health and uh, the pandemic. Okay, yeah, I definitely, I definitely am taking requests for checking out videos. And if I only get BTS on request, then I, I it's, that's totally cool. Like I'll check out, um, you know, uh, I'll check out uh, BTS. Like that's totally fine. And every time I hear, a B I do appreciate BTS. Like I really do. I still like their music, um, but to me someone who makes music 
from a creative standpoint on the consumption side, at least just the consumption side, it's a drop in the bucket, you know, as big as they are, as big as they are. Um, and I definitely will check out a BTS song. Um, and if that's the, um, one that I get in the chat today, that's the one I'll check out, you know? Um, so anyways, um, but I want to go back, uh, to Alex's, uh, question about how do you process something like um how do you process quitting music and coming back okay well the first thing is i would say if you quit music you have to decide why you quit music and most people don't just quit music um most most people just get burdened by life and they get busy and they come back i don't think that's quitting i think that's like reprioritizing your life, you know, but let's say you get frustrated or you're like over it. You're like, you know what? I hate music. I don't want to do music right now. Or you're going to take a really long break. Um, and you come back. The first thing I would say is if that's the case, I would set expectations right away. Um, why did you quit music? Why did you want to get back into music? Like, is it because it just makes you feel good and that's totally cool? Uh, do you enjoy the process? Like for me, I, I could, no matter what I do with music, I will always play guitar. It could be, I could, I could quit this today. I could quit the podcast today. I could quit making music and I will still be a guitar player. You know what I'm saying? I will be a gear nerd. I still know everything. I like, I don't know if there's a brand and a model out there if something you could fool me on with guitar, like I'm a huge guitar nerd. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Alex is unpacking that in the chat a little bit. So it's, which is a good point. You left the business and then people don't remember you forever. Yeah. You have to stay top of mind. And so what's difficult about this is, and I kind of identify with this a little bit and I was only gone for like maybe four months and, I didn't want to leave, you know, uh, but I, I, it was the right thing to do. I had to come back. I had to take care of some family stuff. And now I think I'm coming back way bigger and, and, uh, I'll be able to make more stuff, you know, just restructuring everything. But when, um, the question is about you now, I know. Um, so when someone leaves and they come back if it's something that they just get tired of and they want to do you've been gone gone for seven years i would say that if if you're someone who left music and you decide to come back and you set your goals and you could tell me your 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 goals of what you want to do with your music in the chat too um which may help me answer the question a little bit better but if you set these goals and you um, you want to like create a career out of it and it's just based off a career, you know, I would say the first thing you should do is go look at other people. I like to use um, Graftreon, which is the backdoor to Patreon, um, to see all these other people that that uh, – Oh, we like the stream, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Um, see all these people on Gratreon uh, that 
have kind of like exploded. And what I like to do is reverse engineer their career and see like exactly what kind of content they made. Because every month it feels like we have like all these different tools and stuff and there's all these different strategies. And I would just sit there and I would plan first, you know, Um, I would plan. And what I'm going to do, if you are in the chat, you want to join and Alex, you can feel free to join too. Um, I'm going to do, if you go to musicadvice.io, I'm about to, uh, and you go to the discord specifically, I'm going to uh, put the um, the uh, invite in that Discord now. And if you're going to uh, want to join, feel free to because it'd be a lot of fun. All right. Cool. And maybe that way we can kind of get a little bit more insight on exactly what I can do to help you out. If you want, you don't have to, but it'd be kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? So musicadvice.io, click the link that says join the live stream, and then it'll take you to the show call in, or if you're on the discord already, you can go ahead and do that too. You can join in, or if you're not Alex and you have another question or you want to join in the chat, that's totally cool too. Or if you just want to say hi, that works. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, logic, I get that. Like if there's a, um, if there's a song that is based upon the topic of the show or conversation, um, that that's totally cool. Like I, 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 I'm not saying I'm sick of BTS reaction videos. What I'm saying is that the plan for the show original and it's I'm okay with diverting things but you know I I'm wanting to help musicians uh create a business you know what I'm saying um that's kind of my 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 forte and um if when you create content on YouTube and you could look at all the people that you follow on YouTube they stick with like one thing and if I only if I do too many BTS videos, I'm going to have a lot of people that are like, what's going on? So um, Alex said it's uh, live up to your full potential. Um, we all have the same goal might be too niche to go mainstream, but a cult following is honestly more attractive in a couple of ways. Okay, um, cool. And if you want to join the chat, you can. Um, I'm going to keep this uh, up here for a second. And we're going to go, there we go, cool. Great, I knew we were going to have tech issues today. It was going to happen, you know? All right, there we go. Join the stream. You can go to musicadvice.io if you would like to ask a question or unpack any of this conversation. So if you want a fan base and you've been gone for a while, let's just pretend like you have some fans, you had some fans, there's going to be some people that are going to be surprised you're back. That's totally cool. Um, what I would say is, is that you would want to look at the technology that was not around back then. Obviously, short form content, micro content, that kind of stuff is huge. TikTok, which may or may not get banned one day. Um, then you've got YouTube shorts is just like people are competing for each other. 
and just be aware of the market because like I'll 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 t- take that example for a second. Anytime tech companies are competing um for, you know, creators and audience, like that's the creators are the ones who benefit from that. For example, like TikTok and YouTube are actually going through um, you know, who like who's going to be the biggest like um uh, financially beneficial to the creators. You know, YouTube has historically paid more. TikTok doesn't really pay that much. So now they're in a battle of like, you know, TikTok's trying to keep their people. YouTube is coming for TikTok. You know what I'm saying? We benefit from that. Um, when we look at uh, Instagram, things like that, it really, um, it really, it really kind of benefits um the creators, you know? So I would say that, uh, making a, uh, making a career out of, uh, the only choice I even see. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, um, just take like a generic, um, example of somebody who wants to, let's say, play some live shows, get an audience, um, that sort of stuff. So, um, I would say the first thing you should do like I would tell this to anybody, write a business plan down, you know, write it, write it down and just look at all of the options that you have, um, available to you first. That's how I would start. I would, I always try to reverse engineer stuff whenever I'm planning things out. So you have all of these social media platforms, you've got live shows. That's also a resource. You've got live streaming. That's also a resource. And you've got um, other things that are adjacent to the music, right? So, for example, uh, you would want to get a platform. You want to get an audience and you want people to care about you as a person and not about your music. That's totally ancient history now. Um, You have to create a personality around yourself, a brand. And until that changes, that's the way to do it, right? So... What I would say is, is that I would get a big list of podcasts and I would do a little podcast tour and I would create an EPK, an electronic press kit, and I would focus on podcast first. Like be okay with being part of the conversation, you know, like just go out there and try to be in the mix. Uh, that's what I would do. The other thing I would do is I would create a list of maybe you have to have at least 10, at least 10 artists that maybe don't sound exactly like you, but have a same, like the same outcome you want. Right. So that that's realistic. Like don't pick like Selena Gomez, like pick something that's like something you find on Spotify or something you find on YouTube, create a list of these artists and see what kind of content they're making. You, if, are they making YouTube videos? You know, what's the follower size? How long have they been doing this? And you can really reverse engineer that path. Excuse me. Um, I, this is super weird, but I don't know if you guys know this, but when you talk a lot and you inhale a lot and you're doing that, you kind of have the urge to like let out a giant burp, you know? So I'm trying not to do that as I'm like just talking. So it's really embarrassing. Um, that's the first thing I would do is I would definitely um, make sure that you have an idea of what's in the marketplace. Because again, this is a business. Like you're not – the world that, that we used to live in with like uh, people like focusing a lot on like 
like specific artists that just doesn't doesn't really pan out for like the average person. Don't bank on that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, a podcast tour. That's just the first step. So podcast tour, getting people um, to interact with you, showcasing your personality. Don't overplug stuff. Like don't be like, hey, check out my music every five minutes. Obviously, you would never want to do that. But usually people will let you plug stuff in, you know, like people will be like, hey, tell me about yourself, what you do. You can shout out your music and then shout it out at the end before you leave. That's really a good place to to do that. And I would say um, the, the one thing I definitely have learned from BTS is the business structure. Um, BTS is a business structure. Um, yeah, it's holding your breath while talking. Yeah, it is. Definitely is. Um, BTS, and I'm going to definitely like look into this more. Um, but you can just tell the way that it's set up. It's not something that was organically created. Anytime you have auditions for a group, it's not organic and that's okay. It was created to be a business because that's, that's what this podcast is. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, crapping on this idea. I'm just saying like, you should learn from these things. It's not like back in the day where you would have a group of best friends that created a, a, a band that all played instruments and saying they're all BFFs and whatnot. Like if anyone has auditions or they go through stuff or they go through a process like a business, it is a business, which you have to do. Like that's why they're so successful. You have to do that. So what I would say is start there, create the business plan And then think about those artists because what you want to do is like you would want to create a bank account. You have to set all of that stuff up. And I know it sounds super nerdy, but it's really what you have to do. Then you have to think about your songwriting process. Like you have to, you have to think about like once you're going to the market, you create like uh, who is your target audience and you create an audience profile, like create a stereotype of who your audience member is especially if you're a niche, like if you're doing something niche, like this is even more important. Um, you have to create like, oh, they're between this age. They like this type of, uh, you know, artist. Maybe they wear these types of clothes. Um, you know, what's their income level? Um, and this is you being overly stereotypical and you're just creating a, a marketing profile on this person because it tells you a lot. It could tell you, hey, you know what? I make punk rock music. Obviously, if I make punk rock, I need to think about, hey, they uh, punk rock uh, fans typically like this type of clothing, vans, uh, skateboarding. Like there's all of these different subcultures that you could um, unpack, you know, when you create this audience profile. Go deep. And the reason is because that circles back again. I'm saying circle back so much today. I don't know. It's like the word of the day, the phrase of the day. To um, to go out and see maybe something related to what you do that fits the same profile. You know, like if you make punk rock music and you go on a skateboarding podcast, you're probably going to get a few fans, you know? So, um so yeah, I've, I definitely I definitely think that's a um, uh, a good way to start. Now, I have a few more things to say about that. And I, I see Logica and uh, Angela um, 
uh, writing in the chat. I'm, d- I'm going to get to you guys just in a second. Um, but you definitely want to start, like if you were just going to open up any other business on Main Street. It's Main Street. Because now you could start getting into things like, okay, um, and, and I'm going to, I want to talk about this too. Like, do you know how many fans you could get if you hyper, um, concentrate who your audience is and then you do things like buy YouTube ads on those artists, like pages, like you can target so specifically on these ads. And if you get into like, for example, let's say you find those 10 artists and they're like mid-level and you come out with a kick-ass music video, you can buy your way into those audiences, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Cause if they decide they don't care, they don't care. There's no shame in that. You know, um, you really have to think about it that way. You really do. And you, you have to get into like either helps find someone to help you like figure out like, um, how these things work, how buying ads works, um, how these, uh, these platforms, um, track you, which is crazy. So like, for example, once you click on a video or you watch a certain percentage of the, um, the video, I can assume that you could be interested in my video that I just put in front of you. And now I'm going to retarget you specifically everywhere you go, because I need you to come over to my channel and hit subscribe or whatever it is, you know? So that kind of stuff, it gets really, really involved. And then you know, you have to live stream, you have to play live, you have to go out there, you have to make extra content. If think about all the things that are available to you, you have live streaming, you have video, you have YouTube, you have Twitch, you have all kinds of stuff. And again, the music should be only 10% of your output, only 10%. And then what I would do is I would create a plan for how you're writing songs. Um, I'm definitely going to have a, um, uh, Patreon only like long extended, um, cut when I do dive into the BTS songwriting process. That is such a good process. Um, they don't let, if the song isn't like a banger, it's not going to happen. You have to write like that. Find more people to help you with your process. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Polyphia uh, did the same thing. They bought ads on similar artists, uh, and it works. But you have to go in. You have to go into the music industry nowadays, knowing that you are starting a business. You're starting a business, and before you even strike a key or hit a hit a chord, you have to create a plan. So that's the first thing I would do and just go out there and just do it. Like set aside the time and just do it. Um, I've got a couple people that um, – okay. So let's say – I'm going to go because to Angela. Angela says, um, hi, Blake. The thing is uh, there are a lot of artists made – the same as BTS, but they're not all as successful. It's a combination of many factors. Yes, it is a combination of many factors. But here's the thing. Um, they have the best business model. They do. And K-pop was around, obviously, before BTS. Like, I do know that. 
but they go through the operations of what they do. My dog is barking. The operations of what they do though is where it lives. And there's a lot of people out there like uh, Bruno Mars has the same thing. Like he has a whole production team of people. Now he's the four, he's the main headliner for this, um, for the people behind the back end, producers, songers, all this kind of stuff. It's all a business. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's really important to know that like you should really take um, the people who are super successful, like Charlie Puth is another one. Um, uh, geez, who's the redheaded guy again? Ed uh, Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, another perfect example. Like it's all about the operations. Like it's all about what happens in the back room. But like when you go to Best Buy, all the magic happens behind the sales floor. That's where the success is created. So what makes BTS better than let's say some other K-pop group is that one, being different, knowing your audience, like they're, they know their audience. Like there's a lot of people that listen to their, to their music, but like if they definitely have a customer profile, they definitely do. And they make decisions based on that customer profile, you know, um, based on like, uh, what kind of like, for example, what kind of clothes and merch they may put out. They have to make those decisions based on that. And they have a marketing team. You know, they do. There's no way they don't. Um, Okay, so let's say we've got some more questions here, which is great. Um, BTS uh, CTO actually created BTS because he was upset with how the industry there was treating the artist. Yeah, so look, again, the CEO, if, you're, if you are a um, music group or a musician and you have a CEO and that's how you create the music, like you know that there is a process to it. Like, they're creating a business and that's the kind of respect that I would give BTS. And I wish more artists out there would take that model and run with it and make it their own, you know? And again, to level of success, like we're talking about like, if you took the model of BTS, for example, and you adopted it, you're not going to be as big as BTS. That's not the point that I'm making. You know, we're talking about artists that are um, working at like Kroger or a grocery store that are just trying to make $5,000, $6,000 a month. And if you can fine tune what you do as a musician and use a business model to do that, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you're trying to be a pop star because that there's so much more to being a pop star, like having like a giant like Madison Square Garden sellout tour. Like you cannot bank on that. You cannot bank on that. But what you can do is you can create a business based on like if you can get a core audience of let's say X amount of people to give you $5 a month, just $5 a month. How many people do you need to do that as a music artist in order to pay all of your bills? And then you can grow from that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what you have to do. You have to work backwards, you know? Um, but, uh, Jeannie, yeah, thank you. She also said, um, uh, drop your knowledge. She wants to drop, uh, her knowledge here. Olivia actually had an AD in YouTube. Korea says, listen to the, uh, competing songs to BTS, uh, which I don't, didn't like personally. Okay. That's totally cool. 
Um, yeah, so there is there is a uh, BTS documentary that I will definitely put out uh, a reaction video to that comment on. I will put that on my Patreon or I will put that on my website. I haven't decided yet, but it's going to take a bit of time to watch and comment on because I'm going to, you know, if it's 45 minutes, it's going to take me an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? Because I will stop and start it and all that, make comments. Um, excuse me. So here's what we're going to do. We have a couple people that wanted to do some uh, reaction videos. Um, and uh, we're definitely going to do that. Um, we don't have anybody that wants to call in quite yet. And that's totally cool. But if you do want to join the stream, you want to ask me questions. All you got to do is, uh, go to musicadvice.io and you can actually video, like get on screen, um, which is pretty cool. So if you are wanting to do that, welcome. You can do that. I will take a guest. Uh, it may take a couple of streams before people join in, uh, and see the format, but that's totally cool. Um, let's see. Um, should we do a reaction? That's part of the, uh, part of the show. I think I got a couple of, um, good questions in. I think that's pretty cool. Let's do some reactions. Um, I had one from Logica. If you're still watching Logica, uh, throw your recommendation in the chat and it could be anything like let's listen to something upbeat. Um, let's not, let's not focus on depression you know what I'm saying? Uh, let's let's listen to something that's a little different, or else I'm gonna go to the. Um, uh, I'm gonna go to the. Uh, all right, let's go to the chat here. My uh, stream deck is not working, which is cool. So I'm sure you guys heard that. Jeez. All right, I need to restart my stream deck. Uh, what we are going to do, though, we're going to go to my Be Right Back screen, and then we're going to take some, um, we're going to start doing some uh, reaction videos. So go ahead, j just in the chat, go ahead and just put like the artist song title that you want me to check out in the chat. I will check it out, and I will be right back as soon as I can get to the screen. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I knew we were going to have tech issues today. See, here we go. Yo. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed those super cringy commercials because I know I do. So, uh, there's like, I could literally be gone for like 30 minutes and, um, just trying to keep people, uh, oddly entertained. So here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm definitely going to do a reaction video. Um, the, uh, one uh, logic of the one that you mentioned, I don't know if that is a music video or what that is. Um, but I see BTS magic shop live. I definitely will react to that. Um, if you do want to join the stream, that is still an option. Um, you can go ahead and go to musicadvice.io and we can, um, have a video video you in, you can ask me questions. We have a conversation. We can talk about whatever you want, you know? And this is the first time doing this, so uh, there may be tech issues, and no, it's hard being the first person. I totally get it. So if we can't do that today, we could definitely do that maybe a different day. Um, but we're going to be doing some reaction videos. Uh, these will go onto the YouTube channel as individual videos, uh, which is cool. And uh, so yeah, here's what we're going to do. So we're going to do... Um, 
BTS Magic Shop Live. That was one that was requested. We definitely will do that. So um, this will be demonetized, uh, which is totally cool. That's not why I do this. Um, but if you're watching on Facebook, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's hard to tell. Um, so I'm going to do – let me see if I can get this to work for a second. Oop, oop. Okay. All right. My stream deck works, everybody. It works. Okay. So I've got my um, – I've got my reaction stuff set up if it's – not set up right, just let me know in the chat if it's not too if it's too loud or too quiet or whatever's going on because I literally have not done this uh uh before. So let's let's test it out. Um I'm gonna go like this. We're gonna listen to a um from Poland. That's very cool. Um G Idol is that nude? Um G Idol, is that the artist? Okay, cool. So we're anyways, we're gonna react to the um the BTS song Magic Shop Live, and then we'll do some other videos too. So this is my first time watching this. Let's go. That's a lot of people there. Okay, let's get it. All right. Oh, it's, a, it's a ballad, okay. I know, it's like a little late, right? I've, I've, I haven't listened to BTS in so long, I legit forgot they rap. Like, that's so funny. Um, okay, um, cool intro. I don't know what to expect on this video, so um, let's... Let's continue. I'm going to have the video like this too so we can kind of see a little bit better. I'll probably swap back and forth. Um, okay. I um, I will say this. The intro... Um, did not expect it to go, uh, from what sounded like an old school Backstreet Boys ballad, uh, to this, because that was kind of a cool change. Um, something that's very common with, with, uh, BTS, you know? Oh, this is one of your favorite songs. That's awesome. Um, 
Okay, so I'm going to stop. I know we're going right into the course, but I'm going to uh, skip it back just a second. Um, what I want to say is that this is one of the um, interesting things that I, I find about not just BTS or K-pop or, or any of that. It's just like songs that are in um, different language. It could be Spanish. It could be anything. And the the lyrics, how they translate, it's so interesting to me because if you were to sing – that in English, it would sound so weird. Um, you know, cause like obviously they different things rhyme and sound different in the vernacular, but like you're taking something that, um, is not translating a hundred percent. So, uh, like if I sang a song that said, drink a cup of warm tea and look up to the galaxy, like it rhymes, but like at the same time, it's like, you just don't, get that kind of um like that kind of like lyric out of most american pop music you just don't which i personally find interesting um yeah never expect it safe time yeah i i get it i'm gonna put the chat on these reaction videos too uh since we're doing them live i think they'd be kind of cool and um while i'm doing that i definitely want to say thank you to the person that um that uh suggested this video i really appreciate it um i have not heard maybe i've maybe heard one ballad from bts i don't even know if i can even call it a ballad um sorry guys this is gonna be one of those awkward moments that uh we're just gonna have to do that later i was gonna add the chat and the uh screen which i think be kind of fun for reaction videos um let's let's keep continuing um oh La logica uh speaks spanish so maybe maybe she understands because uh you know i've heard lots of songs in other languages at, with subtitles and it translates sometimes so let's go It's a very strong chorus. Man, okay. The simplicity. All right, I'm going to hit pause. The simplicity of the uh, of the chorus to me, I think, shines a lot. And I wish more people, uh, when they make music, would think about this. If you make something that's complicated, um, it's something that's not repeatable, something that – you when you write a chorus – ideally what you want to do. I know there's not rules. There kind of is um, for music, just more suggestions, but you want to keep it as simple as you possibly can. And the, when, when these, when these guys write, I guarantee you they're, they're thinking of it like, yeah, there is some, um, there is a lot of emotion that goes into the lyrics. Like I could assume that based on the content of what they're singing about, but at the end of the day, like I was talking about earlier in the stream, like they are a business and they are not going to put out a song that is not a banger. Like they're just, that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to, they're not going to, um, write something how you and I might write like poetry or something and just go, you know what? That fulfills me. I'm going to release it because I'm going to get my emotions out there. 
that's not what they do. And that's totally okay. Like that's, that's fine. There are no B sides with this group. There really isn't. Um, and that's not a complaint. It's kind of like a, um, you know, just an observation that I probably will, maybe I'll take away from that and, and, and incorporate that to my own music too. And the way I, you know, would recommend that other artists do the same thing, especially if they're trying to get something that's memorable, you know, we had a question earlier from Alex, like, how do you, uh, how do you keep people top? How do you keep your music top of mind with people? Well, it's writing songs that are memorable. Like you, you have to do that. So if that's not top of mind when you're writing a song, it's totally, um, totally something that should be in consideration. So let's go. Um, yeah. And, uh, I definitely like this so far. It took me by surprise as it always does. Okay, so you could definitely tell I'm trying to unpack the songwriting when I'm when I'm looking at this and I'm reading the um the subtitles. Um there's a lot of emotion that goes into the lyric writing and it doesn't always match up in my opinion in a good, it's, it's intentional. Don't like, it's not that I think it's dumb. Like it's intentional and it works. It doesn't always match up with the melody, you know what I'm saying? Or the production, the lyrics are a lot more like, these are, these are romantic lyrics. Obviously this song is like, um, going to appeal more to um to women girls younger age uh people in their uh i would i would say uh girls between like maybe 12 to early 20s like this is this is this is probably like their ideal market uh for this song there's lots of other songs that um don't quite fit that uh perspective but this type of music definitely does you know and so because that's what we listen to things like that when we're kids things that we uh kind of fortify the things that we feel it's a little different when you're older because you get jaded ah all right cool let's go Okay, um, <laughs> so one of the things in the comments, uh, from Logica, uh, Suga is one of the members and producers. Yes, uh, I'm definitely familiar with. That's one of the uh, members that I do know by name. Um, and uh, the Hand of Midas because he makes the great songs. Yeah, the Hand of Midas because everything he touches turns to gold. And that 
I definitely hear that in the music. I can tell, I can tell just like the same thing that when you think about like other, um, like newer pop type groups uh, or artists, like the songwriting process is not like it used to be like even five years ago, 10 years ago, this is the, the songs from this group and other artists are going to evolve. And so when I hear this, I, I just think of like the, the melody is always singable. The melody is always something that is going to be a pop melody. This is a, it kind of fluctuates between a major and a minor key uh, just from like my first pass. I'm not paying so much attention to that. I'm just basing it off a of feel, but like it's kind of a, uh, an interesting way to uh, write a ballad. And, and I kind of hear that songwriting uh, technique as well with a lot of Elton John stuff, you know, like Elton John has tons of ballads that are amazing. Um, and he has a songwriting partner. So just two, two guys. Um, so if you don't know this, um, Elton John does the, uh, arrangements and the music and everything, but he does not write the lyrics. He has a songwriting partner that writes the lyrics. Um, and that model for, for, for him works like that's great. And it maximizes productivity because we don't know how many songs didn't make the cut. Just like Think about, what is it, seven members of BTS? Like, how many songs don't make the cut? There's probably, if they have hundreds of songs, you know it's in the thousands. Thousands of songs that just never made it to the recording process or never got released, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, you could tell that when they go into the writing process that they're going, again, how can we create a banger, you know? How can... They create something that is singable, memorable, uh, like has, has some sort of like sentimental value. There's a lot of emotions that are going into this song. A lot of imagery, so much imagery. Like the whole song is, is basically imagery. If you think about it, you know, um, it's putting you into a place. It's trying to tell a story, which I think is really cool. And not all people who write music do that, you know? Um, some of my favorite bands don't, and I like them just as equally, but I get why so many people appreciate this. Um, again, my perspective so far, and I haven't seen this, maybe this is my fourth or fifth BTS song that I've heard. It's, you can tell that the magic happens and the process it's in the process. And I know this is going to be controversial and let me know in the comments if you think this is a garbage opinion. But I think that if you took that model and you took out one of the members or maybe just added a member and kept that same model, they would still be just as successful today as they were yesterday because of the process. Because you clearly can tell like they've mastered productivity, the marketing, They've mastered like how to write good music, you know, and I think that there'll be a lot of people out there that are super emotionally attached to this group that would probably not agree with that because they're fanboy or fangirling out over the group. And that's totally cool. Totally okay. However, I just think that like on a 
fact for fact basis, like if you were to just remove a member and put in another member that that is maybe maybe not a main person, like I could tell there's a couple of them that are like the main part of the group, um, the process would be the same and they would still have bangers. Because it's, again, it's about the way they go about the creation process and the release process. Like it really is. You could tell. I could just, you could just tell. So anyways, let's go ahead and um, continue. Yeah, uh, this is a this is an interesting bridge. You definitely could tell the way it's changed up. Um, I would say that this is not I, this again. This is I don't listen to ballads like in my free time. Like I really don't. Like it's just not something that hits me. Um, and the reason you have to, you have to really think about this for a second. And I'm not saying that like people's taste in music is. Um, bad or they're dumb for liking something or what they choose to listen to. But like, we're all different. We're all going to have something about uh, a particular like artist that really resonates with us. I specifically, just because who I am as a person, ballads don't grab me. Like I, it, it could be because I'm a guy, it could be because I'm older, it could be a number of things, but ballads just typically, most of the time, just don't do it for me. Um, however, I still appreciate the song. Um, I think that it is a well-written song. Um, I have a personality that's a little bit more either aggressive or uh, not in a bad way, aggressive, but like aggressive as in like, I'm always like trying to accomplish something. I'm always trying to um, work on something. I'm always like trying to do something. Uh, so when I hear a song that slows me down, it doesn't hit it the same way. You know what I'm saying? It really doesn't. Um, as opposed to something that really hypes me up, you know? Um, so... I'm definitely going to, we're going to, we're, we're getting kind of long in the, uh, reaction and I'm kind of just unpacking this. And I think, um, I would be interested to maybe hear the, uh, studio version if there, I'm sure there is one. Another thing that is very interesting, again, going back to the language thing is that the magic shop in context of the lyrics in English to me, like, I just don't see where that fits. I've never heard the phrase magic shop. And I think that has to do with a language thing. Again, you cannot translate something perfectly. Like I've never heard the word magic shop ever be used in like a romantic setting ever. Like magic shop to me, I think of like goofy tricks and stuff. I don't see the connection. I really don't. And um, that's could have something to do with just me being uh, an 
like not old der guy, but I'm not in my teens and I don't identify with the same things that a lot of people who typically would be in this um, demographic would identify with. I just don't, you know. However, I do like their uh, more upbeat stuff a lot and I would listen to that a lot. Like um, I think maybe so far just BTS alone um, run was probably run BTS was probably my favorite track I've heard when you're looking at the group collectively. Um, there's a lot to uh, check out though. So who knows? So anyways, let's continue to listen. I'm probably going to have some uh, different opinions towards the end. Okay. Um, interesting. So a couple of things. Um, I wonder what the recorded version sounds like. I, because this seems like a could, please let me know in the chat if this is not, if this is not the same arrangement as like a live version or not. Um, every, every artist nowadays uses backing tracks for sure. But you could tell the backing tracks from the vocals, like, um, they, maybe singing like for real, but like every artist that's especially in pop, they will have a backing track, uh, to help support the width of their vocals. So, you know what? Not a bad track, not my favorite song. I don't think I would listen to this again. Um, and I'm not, this is me not hating on BTS. I've given them so many props in this live stream. I know people, if you're at least watching the live stream, like forgive my, uh, lack of enthusiasm for this particular track. I'm not a fan of ballads usually. And it's like just me as a person. Okay. Has nothing to do with the fact that I think ballads are stupid or something. I just don't, doesn't hit me just like, um, you know, if there is, there's an, I think, I think, I think about this for, um, I want to say this, this is another observation. Um, People who write, you know, when you listen to these songs, like people, people write a, a music based on their personal experiences. So like, for example, it's going to be hard for someone to um, identify with a song that comes from a completely different like way of upbringing, who they are as a person, some things that they've struggled with. That's going to be hard. And that's why not everybody that puts out a song is going to have you know, you're going to have your favorites and some of them you're going to like, and some of them you're not going to like. And, um, 
this one definitely um definitely is something that I just as a person can't identify with. And it's not that I think the song is dumb. I think it's a well-written song. I think ballads have a place uh in the music market obviously. They're like that's like a huge thing. Um I don't go out of my way personally to listen to a ballad, you know? Um but I just want to say um Okay, cool. We're going to go and a live version of Run BTS. Okay. Maybe we can listen to that. Maybe we could check that out. So let's do Oh, there we go. Uh let's do a live You know Let you know what? Um Logica asked to hear a reaction of something way back. I'm just going to go through the chat. Here we go. I'm going to go through the, I'm going to go through the chat and put that in. Okay. So I'll come back to the live version of run BTS at a later time. Okay. Um, this is K-pop and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know who this person is. G Idol. Um, I'm guessing the song is called Nude. So, um, give me a second I'm here. Be I'm gonna be honest with you guys. There we go. Pause the uh, the ads. So, we're going to uh, check out an artist that I've never even heard of. I definitely haven't heard the song. I know I haven't heard the song. It looks like it could be K-pop, but you know what? Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, G Idol, nude official music video, uh, and then we're gonna go. Let's go like this. All right. So I don't know if you've heard um, this track before. Uh, I definitely have not. So let's just get into it. Why you think about nude? Cause you feel so rude. Think oh my god did not expect that it was a uh that was a very abrupt intro this is this is interesting okay different interesting voice all right uh the video production i could tell off the bat it's gonna be uh something to to check out because it's already interesting every two seconds something's happening Okay, um, I don't, maybe it's common like in K-pop, but there seems to be a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, like rapping in K-pop. I don't, like, I've only heard a couple of, uh, K-pop artists, so, um, seems like be a big deal. So let's, let's keep going. And so far, it's not bad. I like the, I like the, uh, I like the track so far. Yes. 
Okay, lots of inspiration coming from this video. Um, Moulin Rouge, obviously, is a huge thing from this. And then Jessica Rabbit. Uh, there was a lot of Jessica Rabbit uh, type of uh, call-outs in this video. Let's see. This is this is really good. I like this a lot. This is actually really cool. It's such a difference from the last uh, video that I did check out. So thank you for suggesting this. Um, Logica also says that uh, they're one of the few girl groups that do that self-produce. I don't know um, self-produce or like that can mean quite a bit of things like producing, like creating all of the music or self-producing like it's just them and they don't have anybody else um, supporting their business. Like it's just them. I don't know anything about this group. I thought this was I thought G Idol was a person, you know, um, and it's impossible to do things like this for female K-pop groups. I don't have a uh, enough of a understanding yet of K-pop to know how true that could or could not be. I don't know, but I will take your word for it. How was this group made? Like, is this another thing? Is this common in, uh, in K-pop, uh, pop in general, like groups? Uh, is that something that was like created or was it something that like naturally came together? I literally know nothing about this group at all. Um, I really like the video. I think the video is good. I think it's really well done. The songwriting is good too. Like, I'll be honest with you. The songwriting's up there this is this is pretty good i don't know how popular this group is i know nothing about this group um music lyrics concept they're in a company but don't listen they don't but don't listen to their company okay that's cool um yeah having having a company with k-pop seems like that's the thing to do because you can just run your career so much more effectively the model of what is around now still in the States, at least I would say is um, effective and not effective, but I could definitely tell you this. If you want to be an artist, uh, get a company like, and you're going to be paying out a lot more money to these people that are part of your company. And you're going to take a small, small cut of your company. Probably you're going to, a lot of people are going to get paid basically. But if you, if you have a collective group of people 
that are helping you along the way in some degree, whether it's the marketing or it could be the production. Um, there's not a single artist out there that does anything on their own. So the more effectively you can run your, um, your music, the better. Man, that's like this is great production. This music video has got to be so expensive. Like this music, I'm not even joking. This music video, I think, is up there with some of the most expensive looking, at least, music videos I think I've seen. Um, this is crazy. Like, I'm, I don't know what I'm more uh, thrown off by or like intrigued by is like the group. Um, or the video, because I literally don't know anything about this group. So um, if they are, because uh, Logica, who wrote in the chat, like um, uh, told us a little bit about the uh, the group, that's awesome. Um, and I just want to uh, go back to something in the chat. Uh, Alex said um, that he doesn't think that it's very different um, in the States. Um I will, I will say, let me clarify that. Um, and then saying that seems like people have shifted away from friends getting together to start a band to solo artists getting together to start a company. Yeah. So that definitely has changed. Um, there are some outliers, obviously. What I would say is what I'm, what I'm saying is why it's different is that I know that there are record labels and stuff, but nowadays, like still in the States, it's the majority of, the music industry is controlled by a collection of labels. Um, and it's, it's, it's a lot more, um, decentralized. It seems from K-pop, um, or this type of way to run, uh, your music career. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot more decentralized. So just based off of like the way things are written, um, the, I when you when you have a major artist coming from the states especially and they're signed to a label they get such little control over what happens with their music right and that's I know that's what happens a little bit with a company but it's different it like it fold it 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 folds out differently so like when you write when you have a company right you're owning a piece of something and, you know, there's so many different ways to divvy up the pie and like who does what, but it's more of a collective decision. You know, that's why, in my opinion, 
when you have movies that are created by a multitude of people who work well together, those movies to me are always better. And I will never have my dogs inside uh, next time I do a live stream because my dogs uh, can't control themselves. I have two large dogs and they're both uh, terribly afraid of everything. Okay. Obviously something something happened downstairs, so that's cool. I thought I was going to have technical issues today, uh and today I've got more dog issues than I have technical issues. So this this has been uh this has been good. So that's okay. They're calming down. I don't like them in the room because I have a lot of cables and stuff and um they they are insane. So I don't want to uh I don't want to have them in the room because um, they will literally, uh, they go crazy with each other and they will like, the computer will fly somewhere. My mug will go across, like the mic will go flying across the room. Lights will go away. All this will be eaten like they're crazy. Not really. They won't, they won't eat this, but they play really hard. Anyways, uh, thanks, Susan. My dog's name is Susie. So yeah, my, my point basically was like, when you have a company, your your process for accomplishing something is a lot different than like if you were to get signed to a label or an indie label. It's totally different. You're a little more detached from the process. You know that's why I think the um, the way to go about it is creating a company. Um, that's kind of the you know I would say probably the smartest way to do it. It has to evolve at certain at a certain point. You know. Anyways. Okay, I'm going to go back Note. to right here. Okay, <laughs> I pause things at the worst time sometimes. I'm sorry about that. Um, but it's just the way things work out. Um, Cool. Who else has a um, a video we should be checking out? I'm gonna do. Um, here we go. First thing I'm gonna do is we're going to uh, we're going to be right back in a second, and um, I would say that uh, okay. Yeah, um, I'll be right back. I'm going to make a couple changes to the stream and uh, we're going to check out some more videos. So we're going to play the uh, the cringe be right back screen. I hope you enjoy. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I put the dogs outside because uh, I'm going to be uh, I'll probably do one more reaction video um, <laughs> and then we will um, <laughs> we'll go we'll go to the comments in a second. Don't worry, it's really nice out. It's like a nice day. They'll they'll have fun. They're way too high energy to be left five feet away from me, unattended. You know. So, anyways, um, yeah, I, I want to go back to um some videos here. I'm gonna go to 
something totally random that's big that I don't even, I definitely haven't seen any um, um, stuff that's on. Let's see. I'm going to go to. So I'm just trying to pick out a, a track here. All right, cool. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go and see what kind of songs are uh, doing well on a YouTube. And uh, we're going to see. There's a bunch of stuff I definitely have not heard. Um, okay, cool. So. We're going to start the, uh, the, uh, reaction in just a second. All right, cool. Thanks for bearing with me. I know this is going to be like a, a rocky stream. Um, and I knew that going in, but you know what? We're going to get through the kinks totally normal. And, uh, who knows, like things are going to, uh, always change. Like we we're talking about earlier in the stream. So, uh, let's do this. This is, uh, this is going to be a track called uh, Quavo and Takeoff, a track called Messy. Um, I don't know who these people are. And uh, I think that um, I think that uh, we're going to find out real quick if this is cool or not, or if it's my cup of tea or your cup of tea. We'll find out in just a second. All right, cool. Go live here. All right, here we go. Tay. Tay. Yo. Man, I just had a crazy-ass dream, bro. About what? About some mess-ass shit. So I got What's that mean? Look here. Walked in. Man, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. I thought I was tripping. Yeah. What? What the fuck we at? No. Yo, I'm just gonna say this right off the bat. Why does every stereo? I, I'm not. I don't know the song yet. I don't know whose people are, but it just seems like every stereotypical hip hop music video that I see, it's always like, it's always like some just random, um, like uh, conversation. It's like, yo, what's up? How you doing? You know, I'm about to take off, you know, like it's, it could, or it could be like, just, it's, it always seems like there's just a conversation setting up what's about to happen. Like that's the stereotypical, like setup for a hip hop video, you know? Um, I don't know what to expect, but we're about to find out in real quick. All right, let's go. Yeah. I thought we forgot. Don't let that bro bitch in, cause she too messy. 
Who the fuck them broke boys with? Get out my section. Get out my section. Yeah, pull the muscle guy down. Too much flex. Damn. Caught him in traffic on the accident. We pressing. Got him. Smoking Zaza every second. I be stressing. <laughs> If they ain't tryna beat them, fuck it, won't you stretch them? Do that. They wipe their nose for that tissue, God bless them. Wipe it. I dropped the four perp, I call that shit Chris Webber. Drink, take I off. know you niggas wanna be me, but it's levels. Bitch. I got the gang tatted on me, that's forever. Gang, wanna know my moves? Okay, um... Not bad, I don't know. What always gets me with hip-hop, though, uh, like, I, again, this whole channel is me you know, finding music that I don't know anything about that I'm not used to and just throwing random like uh, stream of consciousness, like, like comments at from the perspective of being more of like a rock producer uh, musician. Um, what's going to do it for me on this is like how strong the course could or could not be a lot of um, modern hip hop even hip hop in general, like it, a lot of focus is put on the verse. Um, so I'm interested. Let's see what happens. Okay, let's see what happens. Let's go for the chorus. Are we getting another verse or chorus? What's happening? Don't let that bro be a chin, cause she too messy. Who the fuck them bro boys with? Get out my section. Get out my section. Yeah, pull the muscle guy down. Too much flex. Damn. Caught him in traffic on the Is this the chorus? Is there a chorus? If they ain't trying to beat him, fuck it. Won't you stretch him? Do that. They wipe their nose for that tissue. Hold on, is this literally the exact same thing that I heard when, when we open up the video? Hold on, let's go back. I just want, I'm at 2 minutes and 12 seconds. Hold on. Let's go back. Yeah. I thought we forgot. We didn't forget. Don't let that bro be a chin, cause she too messy. Yeah, I think it starts off with a chorus. I didn't even know I was listening to a chorus or the hook. I didn't even know. You know why? It's literally the same cadence as the verse. Listen, I'm going to uh, play this for a second. We're going to go into the verse, and you're not going to know too much difference between the two. Who the fuck them bro boys with? Get out my section. Get out my section. Yeah, pull the muscle guy down. Too much flexing. Damn. Caught him in traffic on the accident. We pressing. Got him. Smoking Zaza every second. I be stressing. <laughs> If they ain't trying to beat them, fuck it, won't you stretch them? Do that. They wipe their nose for that tissue. God keep bless going. Wipe it. I dropped the four perp, I call that shit Chris Webber. Drink, take I know you niggas want to be me, but it's... Okay, that's when the verse kicks in. I swear I thought when I was listening to this that this was the verse. I know it's not just because people t always typically open with a verse and then go to the chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and bridge, whatever. But... I think for me, it's like if you hear like not too much change between the chorus and the verse, um, it's catchy. Like the rhythm is catchy. Um, so I was around here. Okay, another verse. She want me to hit it. Put my blinky on the dresser. 
feeling brilliant, just like Elon, pop the Tesla. Pop it, go. You ain't got no motion, you can't stand up in my session. Get out. I said, Carisha, please, cause she too messy. Please. Bitch, fuck my dog behind my back, but I ain't stressing. Not at all. You wanted the game, you should've just said it. We would've blessed it. You should've just said now it. Now shit got messy. Oh. Smoking exotic shit with an exotic bitch. Exotics. Geeking, I'm bringing all kind of narcotics with me. Narcotics. Got guns on the table, I'm like, who fight this here? Who? This bitch got past secured, I'm like, who let her Don't in? Don't let that broke bitch in, cause she too messy. Okay, maybe it was the artist. You know, um, I heard a distinction between the second verse and the chorus. Not much. And I don't, maybe there's no bridge. Hold on. Yo, look, the beat is good, though. I like the beat. Smoking Zaza every second, I be stressing. If they ain't trying to beat them, fuck it. Won't you stretch them? Do that. They wipe their nose for that tissue. God bless them. Wipe it. I dropped the four perp. I call that shit Chris Webber. Drink. Yo, is that the end? Okay, I have a lot to say about this song. Um, and it may be because all the things that I've been kind of like talking about in the other videos that I... Um, that I was listening to earlier. So right off the bat, let's talk about why to me this works and doesn't work. Um, compared to, um, yo, I'll listen to your song, give you feedback, drop your, uh, info and in the, in the chat, I'll look you up. Someone wants me to do a review. Um, but let me, let me do this. Um, I would say that there is a, common thing in not all hip-hop like we can always again this is just common from what i hear as an outsider i don't listen to this genre all the time um it's not something that i would purposely put on i don't even know like what i even listen to anymore it's like usually background music because i'm so busy um right out of the right out of the get i'm kind of like a little a little underwhelmed from the production of the song. Now, here's what happens. Um, in the music industry, you have a lot of um, a lot of the same tactics that are used over and over and over again. And uh, what happens is, is they'll do a collaboration that's totally cool. Um, they'll throw a song together and they'll throw the song together usually to uh, try to get some momentum. They'll share fans, you know, so if you're a fan of uh, Quavo and and then another person's a fan of Takeoff, like you could share uh, fans or um, maybe they all come up from the same group. I don't know. Maybe this is a duo. I don't know. But what I can tell you is, is that this is, this is what happens is when people write lyrics – uh, when they're doing uh, hip hop, they write two ways, okay? And this is generalization, but they'll write either from the beat, they'll write from the beat, or they'll write, come up with some verses and stuff, and then find a beat later, or make it on their own, which I think is a lot more of a, um, uh, I think is a better way, is write, making the beat for the track or writing it in the same same manner, Sorry, writing it in the same uh, room as the track. Like you, people buy beats all the time for hip hop, and it's just like it can limit you sometimes. 
And that's what I felt like is going on um, in this track. Um, I would say that the verse and the chorus, it just seems a little phoned in to me. And this is why that a lot of hip hop nowadays uh, will be here for a couple of weeks and then go away. I can promise you this, this song messy is number one right now trending on YouTube, but it won't be in two weeks, obviously. And a lot of people in a year from now are going to forget about this track because there's nothing catchy about it. Um, and if it's nothing catchy about it, there's nothing, um, in my opinion, my humble opinion, that is culturally significant with the internet or anything different coming out of this. I don't see anything new at all from this. So if it's not catchy and it's nothing different, uh, we already saw the intro of this music video was like, uh, again, underwhelming. It was like, I knew how this is going to start. Like as soon as they're in the car talking about like, yo, what are we doing? What's this? What's good? Like, that's how every stereotypical, um, hip hop video starts out with a collaboration. Most of them, you know, and the other way that a, um, uh, a stereotypical hip hop video is, is like, the, this is usually, this is usually, um, on like independent or like up and coming or artists that are trying to make it. They always do the same thing. It's so frustrating to see. Cause like, I'm not even, I'm not even focused on the track anymore. Let me know if you agree with this. Like you'll see like. Uh, you'll see a music video. It'll be literally in their front yard, like in the hood or someone else's yard in the hood. Maybe they're not from the hood, but it's always like, it's always like it constructed like, yo, this is my neighborhood represent whatever, but it's only that. And then it's always like, yo, I'm in a building. I'm like this leaning up against the wall or like on a roof. And that's it. It's always that. And it's always the same formula and it never works because maybe it worked once or twice a long time ago. So people are always looking at it like, yo, because so-and-so did that, I got to do that. Or these are the resources that I've got. It's always shot on a nice camera too. It's not like the camera's stupid because they pay someone to do it. Um, But what I would say is like this video, I don't get, and I know I don't understand the artists or anything, but like, I don't get how this is trending number one on YouTube. And I know this is kind of a hot take. Um, and I hope that like, you're not saying I destroyed the song or something. Cause I'm not, I'm just saying like this song will come and go. It will not stay around. There's probably lots of other tracks by either of these artists that, um, definitely have, uh, a, a bit catchier sort of, uh, vibe to them. But going back to my point, like, there's so many, there's so many, so many hip hop songs where there's not a strong difference in the arrangement uh, uh, of the, of the parts. Like there's not a significant difference between a verse and a chorus. And I'm not saying cause they're not singing, like just the cadence, there's not a cadence change. It's always like da, 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 or like half that, da, 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 da. It's always the same. It's not a change up, you know? And that's what makes things not memorable because you are only going to keep my, um, 
you're only going to keep my attention uh, for a certain amount of time. And there's this rule in uh, music production called the rule of three. And um, it's it's an observation. And what I would say is like, um, is to keep someone's attention. It's you repeat something once to keep it memorable. And then on the third time, you change it up. You change it up. Like it could be um, the rhythm. It could be on the third go on the verse, for example. It could be the melody changes. It could be a mix of the two. It could be like something different has to happen. And they do that with production too. So like, for example, if you're talking about like counting bars, like one, two, three, four, an eight bar, two, three, four, that's eight, right? Then you would um, bring something in or take something away after it repeats twice. So then it would add something new on the third time. And the modern hip hop needs to like change up the arrangements um, rhythmically in my opinion, and melodically between the different parts of the song, um, because this will definitely not be, nobody's going to remember this next year. I promise you a year from now, this is not going to be anybody's playlist. Anybody's. Um, and yeah, here we are. It's trending and anybody can make this video. Anybody can make this video. Anybody can make this song. And, um, I think that kind of goes back to, um, finding something that works. If you are an artist and you're trying to find something that works to build your career from, you would not want to build it off of something like this. You would want to build it off of something that you remember from two years ago uh, in terms of like how it's executed, you know? So anyways, I've got some people that are in the uh, chat here that are um, asking me to check out some other things. Um, I've got people asking to check out Run BTS live performance, um, the yet to come concert. Okay. Um, I've got Logica saying, uh, do you know what boy group started as hip hop? It starts with a B and ends with S. Uh, that's funny. They definitely, I, I have heard of that before. Um, and then, uh, my song was kind of unique. Yes, it was unique. It was good. I actually like that song you suggested. It was different. Um, I think um, going back to the conversation of the industry being against somebody, um, that is, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Listen, I think that a lot of people will lean into things that present them as a victim when you're telling a story, because uh, we're all telling stories um, when you're a musician or an artist in general, and you have a fan base, anything that requires a fan base. I feel like a lot of people lean into the drama a little bit in order to grab on to uh, someone's attention. And in no way, in no way is BTS a victim. In no way. So 
I've seen so many different comments where, you know, it's like, oh, the industry was against them. It's like, well, good. The industry is against everybody. Unless the industry creates you, which you're not going to get any sort of good deal out of it, which if you do get signed to a major label, the industry is against you still because it's not, it's not how it works. Everything's against you. You start off a business and it's against you. You start off a family. It's against you. You start off dating. It's against you. Everything's against you. And the people who stand out are the ones who overcome the against you mentality. So when we talk about like, oh, it's so difficult to do X, Y, and Z in the industry or this place. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do X, Y, and Z over here too. It's hard to do X, Y, and Z everywhere. And the only reason why you know of these people is because it was hard to do what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? So we think of things like, we always compare the biggest example. Like we want to take we want to take the biggest example. Like let's say Taylor Swift, for example, you know, like, yeah, there was a big industry behind her. I know that there's like some, some difference of opinion behind that, but if you have connections and rich parents and you want to be a pop star and you're talented, it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, now everybody else, everybody else though, there is going to be a steeper heel to, uh, hill to climb and yeah, I know there's all kinds of other artists out there that definitely have like um that definitely have that same situation as Taylor Swift and they, they don't make it out. And she has to have talent to back that situation up. But at the end of the day, you're not a victim. The industry is not against you if you are coming out on top as the biggest group ever. You weren't a victim. You weren't. The reason why you could be considered a victim in that case is because the the people at power didn't want you to be huge. That's everything. Everybody who's in power wants to remain in power. Everybody who has financial weight will always want to have that financial weight. And so the smartest thing to do is if that if you are trying to tell a story, just like when you start having um when you start writing songs, when people start writing songs and they decide what's being cut in and left out, there's going to be a a part of that process where it won't be as genuine as when it started. You know, it's not it's not as artistically um valued from the creator, not from the people listening, it's that's all subjective. From the creator, once things get hacked and slashed, just like when you're making a movie. And you have this like really important screenplay and passion project and you take it and you go to a company or you you make all these changes. You're part of a, a team, whatever. It's going to get slashed. You're going to rewrite it a million times. You're going to change directors. All of these things happen because that's the way it works. That's just the way it works. Um, I've got some people... Um, that are agreeing and a little bit disagreeing with me because I'm seeing YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch comments um, all in one uh, chat here. So if you are watching and you haven't hit the liked button, uh, have not hit the like button on the stream yet, uh, feel free to go ahead and do that. Um, I would appreciate it. It just helps the stream out a little bit. I'm trying to see somebody... <laughs> 
Somebody asked me earlier, can you react to my song? Um, and they, I said yes, and they left. And it's like, where's your song? They need. They said they want feedback. Like, What's up with that? You know. Uh, I was about to play your song. Um, let's see. Run BTS live performance. I might have time to do that today. If not, I might be able to do this tomorrow or, the, or next weekend. Um, I haven't decided if I'm able to pull off two days a week on the podcast yet, but I will definitely try. Um, no more dreams by BTS promises related to the, all the things you talked about today. Okay. I'll tell you what, Logica, you've been, uh, chatting a lot. You've been contributing to the stream, which I definitely appreciate. Um, no, no, please continue to talk. This is making the conversation, uh, a lot better. Um, I would rather talk to people other than, um, having, um, people, uh, uh, not talk at all. You know what I'm saying? Um, next time I do this though, I will have the chat box on the screen, especially for certain segments. I'm just having some issues with, um, with a couple of the, uh, the elements on the stream. So we'll get that worked out for next time, but I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to, um, we're going to check out one last song. Um, and I would say, we're going to be doing No More Dreams by BTS because that was um, asked by Logica, who has been uh, such a great help. So we're going to check that out. And uh, do you guys like the cringe commercials like from the BR at back screen or is it like super annoying? Because uh, I thought it was hilarious, and that's why I decided to do that. And if I have to go, like, uh, take care of something real quick, I will, you know, I would be entertained. So, all right, cool. Here we go. So, no more dreams. Official music video. Um, we're going to try to check this out, and uh, I'm going to set up the video a little bit to where we can hopefully use it as a clip later on the channel which is the whole purpose of doing this. So like when my dogs start barking in the middle of the stream, it uh, makes that difficult to do. So they're outside digging holes and uh, having a good time. So anyways, all right, cool. Um, I hear them barking outside. They're very vocal dogs. All right, so uh, real quick. So I'm going to react to uh, No More Dream by BTS. Uh, I've never heard this track before. We're going to take a listen to this. We're going to watch the music video. Let's see what happens. Um, and uh, here we go. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. The very first... Um, video I reacted to um, was yet to come. That was the very first music uh, BTS song I reacted to. And I did that because it was just there and I didn't know anything about BTS and it was fun. And in that video, I talked about, I didn't understand the significance of any of the stuff in there because um, I had never heard of a, B heard a BTS song before. Now I'm seeing some of these things 
uh, pop up and some of the videos going back to yet to come. And this school bus is one of them, which may also be in another video based on some of the comments. So I think it's kind of cool. Like uh, I'm, it's like watching movies in reverse order. You know, let's let's go. Yo, that bass sounds awesome. This is a fun video. This is a fun video. Thank you for suggesting this. This is fun. I like this a lot. Again, I'm, I I was listening to uh, the first BTS song I listened to earlier today was a ballad. Again, I could listen to ballads. Not a problem. I'll give my opinion on them, but I definitely prefer like if I'm going to be reacting to something, it's going to be hard for me to react to something that's slow paced, you know, without being overly critical of like th other things because it's it's going to be stripped down. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is fun. No more dream. It's great editing. Yo, this is a dope track. All right. Um, first of all, they look very young in this video compared to the other videos I've watched. Um, how old is this video? Uh, let me know in the comments. Um, I like to read the comments. I think that's more fun than going and looking things up. Um, that's just me personally, and it makes the channel a little more interactive. This is a really cool uh, scene here. Okay, so here's what's great about being able to do a live stream full of a bunch of different tracks. Earlier in the live stream, we did a reaction just before this on a hip-hop song that I said had no difference in cadence between the verse and the chorus. Did you hear the difference between the verse and the chorus? It's totally different. Um, because the way that BTS seems to write, and I will be doing a reaction to behind the scenes stuff, I promise you, but you can tell that they go based off of what is catchy, what is catchy. They don't think about what they have to say. That can't be, that can't be how they write songs. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. So when they write music, it's clear that's what the forefront of their mind is. How can I make the catchiest like verse, chorus, bridge, intro, song all together that I can make? So just I'm gonna rewind this just a tad and listen to the how it switches versus like what we heard earlier in a hip hop song, which I already forgot the song's name because it was it was so boring to me. Uh like um on the arrangement side that this stands out even more. Yeah. 
Okay, so first thing I'm going to do is get these settings. Why did this go to Korean? Let's translate to English. I had this in English earlier and it switched over, which is super weird. And I know I'm going to get so many comments of translate, translate, translate. Okay. Because I don't know what they're saying, except for I heard big ring and all that kind of stuff. Get my hair done. That's funny. Okay. Do you hear the difference? Like, more people need to write music. If they're trying to get a fan base and you're trying to stand out in today's, like, music economy, you have to be memorable. And part of that is... Like I was saying earlier is you have to be able to um, write music that is a bit of su uh, surprising. Like you have to take me on a journey and it can't be the same journey for two and a half minutes. Like it just won't. We're living a day and age now where things are going to be um, – uh, things are going to be even quicker. Like this generation is like six seconds or less for a video. Like imagine like five years from now even – not even a full generation where it's going to be like, catch me in the first half a second on this video or I'm swiping up. Everyone's attention span is just getting shorter and shorter. So you have to write music like this now. It almost seems like it. Like if you want a fan base, you have to do it in your own way. But like this is this is genius. The arrangement's so good. Okay. I earlier also, because if you're watching a clip of this, you're probably not going to know what I'm talking about. I talked about the rule of three in music production where you have – it's suggested that you take something um, like a line or a phrase and you change it up on the third time or sooner even. This one doesn't even like – it's like the rule of two. Like every other line is something different happening. Like it's really why a lot of um, – like quick cut videos on YouTube do so well. Like that's one of the reasons why um, Mr. Beast, for example, on YouTube does so well is because the style of editing is made to keep your attention. And so if you do that with your music, like what's going on here, it will just make you that much more interesting to people, okay? So not only is the music um, interesting, but the video is doing the same thing. So pay attention to this. And um, backtrack just a second and pay attention to the changes. Like nothing's repeated. Okay. But no, 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 That was the first, first one. Not the same the second time around. Like not even close. None of that, none of that was the same. None of that was the same. There was not one like melody between any of the stanzas at all. Rick, 
Okay, so on the verse, it changed up a lot, which let's be real, like with people's attention spans, again, the verse is going to be the one that you're going to want to make sure you keep people's attention. On a chorus, it has to be singable, has to be singable. So like now we go back to the rule of three where it changes up, the melody changes a little bit, but it's something that you're going to be able to remember because it's repeatable. You know what I'm saying? It's repeatable. And that's what makes, I think, more modern hip hop, uh, at least in the States, in my opinion, right now, kind of boring, minus like a couple of people. Um, Because it's just, there's no change. Like there's no change in cadence, rhythm, melody even sometimes. It doesn't switch keys. Nothing happens. It's always the same beat. Sometimes like the last song I listened to was on a loop. Like on a loop, you know, this is different. I wish more people would take from the arrangement style of this group because I am going to, I don't, I don't want to say steal because this is not, it's like open, open ideas. I'm definitely learning more as I, um, the more music I check out from this group, I definitely am. And there's a lot of like carbon copy type setups within the business of K-pop and within the songwriting style of K-pop that they it won't hit. It just won't hit the same. But it's definitely you could tell the arrangement and the the structure is taking from the same concepts. And if we can learn anything about that as people who make music, this is definitely one of them. Okay, I heard maybe one, maybe one line, sorry, two lines that had the same melody and everything else was not the same when you, like, if you were to, like, put it next to it. You know what I'm saying? So, go back a second. Pre-chorus. You hear the transition as it goes up. The translation on the YouTube uh, English subtitles is garbage. I just wanted to let everyone know in the comments that I know. And because of the way I record the show, I do not have the lyrics pulled up. This is a live stream. um, And so we kind of have to move at a certain pace. So I just want to let you know I'm aware. It's it's a little weird. Okay, another thing I've noticed in the execution of this music video and a lot of videos that kind of hit 
is they will change like transition to a new scene like every every two beats every two bars every two seconds something like that where it's always keeping you on your feet again rule of three one two switch one two switch one two switch beat one beat two same beat three switch everything is done to keep you paying attention and it's working watch See, even that last one. Never more than two beats. Never more than two beats. So if you're an artist or someone who makes things, keep that in mind as you're making stuff. Because at the end of the day, like, there's a lot of artists out there. I'm not comparing everybody to bts and like the execution of this but there's a lot of artists out there that like they're equal like the majority of the people who put their music out on an execution standpoint they're all doing the same thing and they're all not succeeding so if you look at big giant artists and how they execute and you steal the little details out of how it's being done not what's being done i'm telling you you would be doing 10 times better than what you're doing now Also, another thing, uh, people call this the millennial chant, but obviously it's uh, something that's transcended uh, a demographic, you know. But one of the things that is also singable is like, um, I think it's probably around mid-ish 2000s, we started to hear a lot more uh, chants, la la la, oh, 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 ah, 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 that kind of stuff, where it's like literally you don't even speak the language and it's just like you're making a sound, you know, and that kind of stuff is extremely, um, uh, not overused. Like I don't hear a lot of this in, in this group's, um, music only when it's needed, but like, that's something that people do it. People, people put that stuff in there. So you'll sing with them and it makes it, it makes it like memorable. Like this is not the first group, obviously to put, that kind of chant into their music, you know, but they do it because it works. La 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 la. Come on. They wrote that going. Would it be cool to hear the group like of the the crowd sing la 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 la? Like it's a call and it's a call and response kind of thing. Yes, uh, Logica says uh, repetition can be very satisfying in image when well done. Uh, I'll translate that to um, image probably being something different, but repetition can be very satisfying um, when you hear it back. Like, yeah, 100%. Repetition and also familiarity. Like, if you're familiar with something, kind of, and you don't really know what it is, your subconscious wants to like it. The nostalgia thing is real. I have so many things in my room that are like part of my childhood. And if I were to go in and just like any group, and I guarantee you this is something in the psyche of like the songwriters and the people in this group. If you were to go in and go like, hey, um, 
what's a hit song from 30 years ago that people have all heard? What's a little element of that that I can take and put into this song so that it kind of sounds familiar? Like it's literally that's how it's almost psychotic, to be honest with you, like the level of intrigue that um, the, not intrigue. What am I saying? It's the level of um, thought and detail that goes in this kind of stuff. Like there is a psychological element that this group clearly understands that they're doing on purpose and they're putting that into their music. Again, that's the difference between a group like this and a group that may be more like, hey, um, I'm going to write just some songs and talk about how I feel. Like there's so much more to it than that. And as an artist, you have to be able to do that. You really do. You have to be able to do that. To all the youngsters without dreams. Also, the littlest thing, if that guy was wearing like aviators or something like something I would wear and it wasn't some sort of like cyborg looking thing, it just wouldn't hit the same. Like, that's another thing. Sorry. The littlest things make this video what it is. Okay, so that was... Okay, I'll have to say this. It's up there with some of the other BTS songs that I've heard in terms of like uh, singability and just like, you know, uh, the groove. Like everything is, everything's, I actually really like this a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, from, oh, from a graphic designer perspective, that's what uh, Logica was talking about. Um, yeah, so that's another thing too. Uh, nostalgia repetition things like that when you when you see these things it brings a warmness to you people don't like things immediately that they don't understand they just don't you have to warm people up to it you know so that's definitely true so anyways i am super grateful for everybody joining the chat today thank you so much i really appreciate it um we do have a um a live stream going. I'm going to try to do weekly. I might be able to pull off uh, weekends in general, but I appreciate it. You can join the stream uh, next time we do this, but you're going to have to go to musicadvice.io and you can join the Discord where I put my stream link in there and you can join me um, where you can ask me questions. It could be music related. It could be my opinion about something that you could talk about, whatever you want, as long as it's not going to get me yanked from YouTube. Um, that's totally cool. And it could be a lot more interactive. And so I appreciate everybody in the chat. Thank you so much. I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And I will see you next time. Make music every day. Peace.